Welcome to another episode of Star Wars Legacies. I am your force guide, Mr. RPG Hour, they, them. Uh, I am Basilisca Online, uh, played to Crit Valar, a Verpine Slicer. Both our pronouns are he, him, and you can find me on basiliskonline.net or basiliskonline on Twitter. Uh, my name is Jules, I play Senek, uh, who's a Weequay Jedi. You can find me online at SQLPi on Twitter, that's S-Q-L-P-I, and uh, both of our pronouns are she, her. Uh, my name is Sinziak, player of Ferenz, our adorable, very fluffy, very blue bouncer creature. Our pronouns are he, him. You can find me as Sinziak Beta on Twitter. Uh, I am uh, Crow, also known as Eldritch Crow online. You can find me on Twitter. I have my own website. And yeah. Uh, I'm Josh, a.k.a. Valor online. You can find me at on Twitter at Mr. Valor is alive. Um, I'm playing Raw um and the Wookiee first mate. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and Raw is she, her. So last time we saw uh, the crew of the Phantom, uh, y'all had left behind your big daddy carrier as it had gotten destroyed by former Master Plo of uh, a Jedi Master of the Council who had turned Sith. Uh, well, I guess destroyed isn't the best description for uh, a pile of, or not even a pile, just a mist all over a uh, hangar bay. Uh, and y'all got into your acclimator as a couple more acclimators popped out, as well as some separatist ships. Uh, y'all took off, and en route, y'all received uh, word of another mission. A large group of Jedi and clones were heading towards uh, Geonosis to handle uh, an ongoing situation there. However, they needed some assistance on a smaller mission of still great importance uh, on a different side of a different part of the galaxy. Uh, y'all are actually going to be heading to Naboo. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I mean, I feel like not going to Geonosis is a missed opportunity, but... <laughs> I mean, if you want to go to Geonosis for the first battle of Geonosis, um, I, I, oh. I'm... Oh, no. Really, no. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want any part in that. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I'm, I'd be more than happy to plop y'all down there for the next uh, 20 sessions of just pure nope. battle and mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> That's a meat grinder for clone troopers. I am not. <laughs> no. Uh, so y'all are heading to Naboo. It's going to take you a, a, a short minute to get there. Um, the transmission that you received said that it will only be encoded once you are in uh, the Naboo system. Ah, interesting. Is that how we like usually normally get our um, more Black Ops or secretive missions? It depends on who of the Council or the Senate is sending you. Gotcha. If it is... Oh my goodness, the entire Jedi Council just went completely blank in my mind. Uh, Yoda is more likely to send you something that is a bit more private like this. Uh, but it's usually going to be something uh, that is accessible in a slightly different way. Um, However, Chancellor Palpatine uh, would send you something like this. All right. I imagine, uh, so Runt has his own squad, and even though he's not captain of it, it's still called Runt Squad. And I imagine Tin Hat, their sensors and security guy, is just going absolutely bonkers over not knowing what's in this encoded message until we get there. He is so paranoid at this point. And I, and I bet you Runt is like just kind of feeding into that and going full conspiracy theory with him just for the giggles of it. Did you make a character sheet for Tin Hat? I did not. I figured okay, he'd okay. be an NPC until I get Runt killed. Not a problem. Uh, I, if he had had a, I would have had something happen here if he had had a sheet already. So um, what we are going to do... So, okay, the Naboo system, the main thing is uh, there are three moons uh, in orbit around Naboo. Oma Deun, the On Oam, and the Varuna. I'm probably mispronouncing those. Uh, They're all all a a decent little bit away, so anything that would be able to detect you, uh, y'all would also be able to detect it. Um, So it's within a decent little space-wise. 
you can take the acclimator into Naboo's, uh, you can actually like not, not land it on the surface. I mean, you can, if you want, but, uh, but y'all will be able to take it down into the atmosphere. Okay. And, uh, if we go down into the atmosphere, um, that's basically like the plan. Are they expecting us at all? Do we know? Or would we just suddenly appear and freak the entire planet out? Uh, you will be far enough away that it, a passive scan would potentially miss you uh, because y'all have, uh, when y'all come out of hyperspace, y'all are behind a moon. Um, gotcha. But uh, to go any further in would activate an active sensor, but a passive sensor would miss you at this point. There is remnants of the separatists still on the planet and request from uh, Senator Jar Jar Binks has come in uh, to via the chancellor uh, in request to help get rid of them. Uh, so that's what the message says. It just kind of pinpoints a couple of little areas in which there are still some um, troop carriers uh, for the separatist army. There are three different sites uh, around it. There is one uh, outside the city of Theed. Uh, there is one in the Lake Country. Um, and there is one uh, that is in an area uh, that is kind of close to a Gungan uh, camp. They do not seem to know about the Gungans, but they do know about the other fa- uh, the other facilities because those are above ground, of course. What do y'all want to do? So it was Theed, one outside of a Gungan camp. What was the other one? Uh, uh, the one in Lake Country. Yeah, Lake Country. Um, I don't know what else to refer to it as. That's the... Uh, that's the area where um, in the movies yeah. uh, we see Padme and uh, Anakin um, lounging in the very, there's like waterfalls everywhere, giant creatures. I think they're like giant snails or something. I can't remember. Um, the giant bulbous things they were riding. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, so, but th- they've kind of made something out that way. There's a small village out that way that there's, they're kind of hanging outside of, but they're not exactly encountering right now but they're kind of hanging out there and but this request comes from senator jar jar binks and not from the current senator for naboo or the current queen Hmm. okay Uh, lake country sounds nice this time of year i I was gonna say we could probably pull like out of character Uh, i'm just thinking Lake Country because it's probably the least defended, and then Gungans because they're like. We have to go see Gungans. Well, <laughs> I mean, Sandra hides from getting detected is kind of. I, I have I have an idea. What if we split the group and do all three of these at once? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm gonna go rapidly put together some character sheets for the rest of Runt Squad. <laughs> Give me like ten. <laughs> all right, so I'm totally down for this. There's only five of y'all, so. Y'all will split off into two uh, two groups of two. One person gets Emily. Me. <laughs> Please. I, I figured I figured our Wookiee would just be like our resident Wolverine and they'd be on every team simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It, uh, if I promise not to... This is in character, by the way. <laughs> if I promise not to blow up Emily, can I take her? <laughs> <laughs> not, not sure. I'm really big fan of that. Yeah, cap spoken. I, I think we should stick together. Ah, I agree. Um, well, what is the plan, Commander? Oh, great! I should have <laughs> talked. <laughs> <sighs> what do you think, Second Command? Uh, uh, rah 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 rah. <laughs> Uh, Good plan, let's do that. (laughs) Rob Rainier makes, yeah, some of the voices that I'm incapable of making. uh, But goes on, yeah, like growls on and off for, you know, like 30 seconds or so, explaining uh, some elaborate plan. Do you want a a Vox box or something that will convert your grunts into uh, a a language that everybody else would know? I'm always a big fan of... Edge of the Empire, where it's just if you have a Wookiee in your group, we just assume everyone in the group speaks Wookiee. <laughs> um, so I actually do have a Vox box. I did buy one. <laughs> um, cheaper that, one that only has twelve responses. Yeah, but though. but that that's mostly one that you know says stuff like, you know, please take me to someone with authority. 
I mean no harm. <laughs> I need medical attention, things like that. <laughs> Where's the library? Oh. Actually, <laughs> it, prob it probably says this, my friend needs medical attention. <laughs> I would say that from me, everybody gets like, starts feeling when he says, if I promise not to blow anything <laughs> up, can I take Emily? Everyone gets this like moment of intense curiosity. Like they, like they get a sense of like really intense curiosity, and I start flying in circles. <laughs> All right. So just just reiterate, what are our official orders? So the official orders are to. I don't know how to do this in Gungan, so I'll, I'll just. Uh, so it, it is written in the way that a Gungan would speak, uh, but we can translate it in our heads. Thanks. Yeah, the interpretation <laughs> is uh, that uh, Senator Jar Jar Binks, via the Chancellor, is requesting mm -hmm. uh, that these situations be dealt with because he is worried uh, that they will continue causing issues on the surface uh, and potentially hurt his people. Okay. What what is his definition of dealt with? Yeah, that, that's kind of. Um, are we supposed uh, to go on guns blazing, or are we going to be you know, diplomatic about it? What do what do we? I think? feel like that's mission commander's prerogative. <laughs> it's going to be mission commander's prerogative. <laughs> However, they are requesting. Uh, they did request a ship with a Jedi commander to go in, uh, and Jar Jar Binks' previous experience uh, was with Qui Gon Jinn. And with Obi Wan Kenobi, I don't want to live up to them. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. that is that is what you know of in regards to who who what his idea uh, of a Jedi is uh, that he is sending. Follow out. that act. <laughs> you know, per perhaps we can try being somewhat calm about it, and then, well, situations will do whatever it is that situations often do. Explode. Oh, we have rent with us, so that's the likelihood. Mm. Let's let's try diplomatic first. Um, and we'll see. As Runt is in the background selecting. Okay. <laughs> Thermal detonators. Detonate for the troop carrier. that extra provisions will be required. And <laughs> what you're going to do is see me float off into the distance and come back with um with an extra bag that is about my size and a half. <laughs> That's a lot of shit. Are all of them incendiary devices or just some? I figured it when was I see different. When I see that look of curiosity and like, like kind of curiosity and dread, mm -hmm. they're sugar cubes. They're all sugar cubes. <laughs> Guys, right. we have played one session. I should not have this reputation. <laughs> Rock. Robert um, is is putting on uh, her utility belt and a bandolier and everything, and yeah, she has a sugar cube dispenser on her uh, on her toolkit belt. <laughs> so at this point, for me, Runt is a lot like um, BA from the A from the A team, where they're just like, "Well, we have to go somewhere on a plane." Oh, well, I don't like planes. Okay, well, I know that you don't like planes, but hear me out here. Why don't you have this cup of milk while we talk to you about some things? And he just passes out. And then they fly wherever they need to go. Like, that's going to be me anytime we take you somewhere with, let me just have an extra bag of sugar cubes just in case something happens. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm going to make this canon right now. The dispenser works, and it has, like, um... It's, it's basically a Pez dispenser with cartridges, so you can like just load a cartridge into his helmet instead of having to worry about it. He has sugar magazines. How do we disable the clone trooper? Just get rid of the magazines for sugar. Yeah. Accurate. So is the, uh, the, the Jedi Master that I was working with, is he, is he with us at He's this around. point? Okay. I will ask his opinion, though couched in terms like, this is our current plan uh, no, to, to go in and, and try diplomacy first, but be prepared to escalate. Do you have an opinion on how this is going to go? Hmm. Hmm. Wait, who is the captain asking? Um, so above the captain is the commander for the ship, who is a older uh, male Jedi. Um, uh, he's probably, he's in his, 70s 
He's an older Jedi male. He is able to use the Force in a ridiculous way. He baby he basically has figured out how to mimic the bouncer's way of moving around with the Force. So he doesn't use his legs anymore, basically. He just floats around the ship now as well. He, he He's very quick at picking things up, but he also will lose where, track of where he is when he is. He uh, is kind of... His brain faculties are not all there at all times. Um, so he's got some uh, elderly dementia? Yes, but if you ask him questions in regards to the Force... Uh, it seems to be like the singular hyper-focused point of him. Interesting. I'm trying to remember, trying to pull up his thing right quick to see uh, what his focus and Jedi powers were again. I have a funny uh, feeling our commander is not going to be much help with tactical decision-making. He is... Um, his main power that he's been blessed with is known as Force Vision. Uh, it's the ability to see into the past or the future. So he closes his eyes, he starts floating, um, and then when he opens them, he kind of looks at y'all, and he kind of focuses in on uh, Lockjaw for a second. There is something around you, something within you, that will betray you one day, that will betray us all. Sugar cube? And he extends his fingers outward, uh, holding a singular sugar cube. (laughs) That means we have to kill Runt now. Take it gingerly <laughs> and just load it up into the magazine. Uh, so I'm not the weirdest one on this boat. Good to know. <laughs> and Run just walks away and starts packing more explosives. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Master. Not quite what I was looking for, but thank you anyway. Let's go. Yes, pack. youngling. And be careful with your safety saber. Mm-hmm. You remember that I've been knighted, right? It's not nighttime. I am still ready for the day. Don't have a Padawan braid anymore. All right. You go take a nap. I'll let you know how it goes. Raw Raw Rainier will go over there and try to like gently coax the Jedi Master into his cabin to, to try to tuck <laughs> him in. <laughs> Our Jedi commander reminds me of uh, the old lady from She-Ra. <laughs> <laughs> he is still amazing at force power stuff. If you ask him something in regards to force abilities, lightsaber techniques, um, he's willing to work with anybody training-wise, things like that. Uh, but as soon as it comes into... Uh, he, has a, he also has a fondness um, for the clones on the ship. Uh, it seems to be very working with them personally rather than the mercenaries who have turned towards good, which we don't have our mercenary tor- turn towards good today. All right. Uh, out of player stuff or out of character stuff, I'm thinking probably like Gungans or Lake Area first because I suspect the city has enough defenses where like we could leave them for last and it would probably be okay. You know, uh, I feel like the the Lake Country Village and the Gungans are a little bit less likely to be okay should they be uh, attacked by a random pack of droids. So I'm going to go for one of those first. They're they're kind of... Just as a quick note here, what weapons do we have on the ship that can be thrown? Technically, you can throw a lightsaber. Not recommended. I should not throw it. <laughs> Are you just like whirling around with just like dozens of vibroblades? Just like, just like, like our bouncer is also a chainsaw. <laughs> I mean, there you are know, definitely some vibroblades. Um, if the DM allows me to do that, I will absolutely <laughs> up a number of knives and just start spinning them around myself like a chainsaw. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, however, there wouldn't be that many vibro blades. Uh, uh, regular blades would be fairly easily. Vibro blades are, are not as easily available in this era, um, but they are. I would not be opposed to a couple being on the ship in regards to uh, anti Sith uh, clone like troopers. What I'm, but what I'm thinking here would be uh, not necessarily like vibro blades or lightsabers because. Um, a little bouncer buddy here doesn't necessarily have skills in those things anyway, but it would be something like 
a very simple throwing knife or like grenades because you know like you can obviously throw those and you should if you use them you know like that type yeah. of thing so um i'm totally we down have things for like it. do we have like um the, like three or four of those on on the ship that i could possibly have absolutely i think that i'm in the wrong book to give you stats for them though so hold on i'm trying to apparently the although that kind of concerns me now that i think about like bouncers have pockets i guess they would be hidden under what my like kind of like not quite fur not quite feathers i imagine if you use like knives or something you basically just have frills like a frilled lizard but they're all knives (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just everything is knives alright so I wonder how you would feel about that in character oh in character runs fine with it and encourages this, this course of action he is fully on board for loading up <laughs> the little floaty ball of sunshine with knives right, so I know this is going to sound weird but because you basically operate the force um, if you were to have like a pair of shock boxing gloves I would not be opposed to you having those. Um, Boxing gloves? Yes. Uh, so the way that they work is gauntlets. that they're, it's basically like a gauntlet that when it impacts, uh, it does uh, strength plus 1D stun damage. And against drones, stun damage is kind of decent. So um, there's stun gauntlets and there's shock boxing gloves. They both work very similarly. Complete weapons guide. Uh, da, da, da. There's fighting claws. There's, I don't know that I would see. And I'm on page eight now, but seven was the gloves. Um, <clears throat> there's also things uh, like the harvest blade, uh, which is a Nasorian. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. They're kind of like a reptilian race. Um, I would not be opposed to you having like one or two larger things, not like gaffy stick large, uh, but like the light mace or uh, a, a, a snap baton. Um, so I'm thinking here, like less like a pole arm or things like that, that you would have. And very specifically, okay, cool. So I can, you know, kind of do sniping things, right? Where like, I'm I'm a, I'm a floating cloud. I'm not gonna be out here, right? Like trying to like melee with people. So if I could take those gloves and be like, this is you know like in effect like me throwing a medicine ball at you, then by all means, can you act like for example with the shock boxing gloves? Can you throw them at people? Because you interact with things through the force, and therefore you're not having to physically touch things. Um, it, I feel that it would be the same as a lightsaber that's being thrown. That oh, has okay. uh, the lightsabers that have internal switches have to be used. You have to use the force to turn them on, off, and things like that because of the mm-hmm. way that they're powered. Um, and so I don't see a difference between that and the shock boxing gloves personally, because the shock boxing gloves are on. You put them on, you turn them on. So basically, you'd have these floating shock box gloves that are turned on and that you'd be able to hurl them. I would not be opposed to you having a set of those. Okay, I think what we'll do is take, um, and how about an an Argor blade then? That is on page eight. Yeah, oh wow, that's actually decent. Strength plus one die plus two for damage. There's no picture though. I was Googling it to see if I could find a picture of it, but I don't think that I can. Uh, okay, okay, so yeah, you can have, you can totally do that. That is fine. I am not opposed to a floating, whirling death thing. Okay, I have picked things. Um, Anybody else need like a special uh, kind of armor gear, anything like that? I've got the armor guide and the weapon or the equipment guide open as well. If anybody wants like non weapon stuff, if they're interested in getting issued something before going out of the ship. Uh, I'm just going to ask, like, I had stuff written down from the previous one-shot we played. Uh, I'm down to zero thermal detonators. Could I requisition any of them from the ship? Yes, there is an entire storeroom full of things like that. While I 
may regret saying this. Yes, there are some that you can get. Um, in the equipment guide page, explosive grenade stuff starts at page 91. Interesting. I'm just going to quick scroll to 91. <laughs> Excuse me while I go into the think tank for a second. Uh, ooh, stun missiles. I don't think we'll need an anti-walker concussion missile, right? <laughs> I mean, no. couldn't, couldn't hurt. Uh, the, the troop carriers that are left on the planet are the... Um, uh, it's that big device. Um, if I'm trying to think of what all they hold. Um, are there any devices that are particularly that would be particularly good at um, disabling droids? Uh, there are some um, uh, ion weapons will do that. Um, uh, there is uh, like electric fields. I'm trying to think of what they are called, and I'm also trying to find them in here. Ion um, weapons, if we can get a hold of them, would be helpful, probably. Well, and powered melee weapons, would those take like a special, um, a special skill to use? Uh, if if they would require something, a lot of them will say that. Oh, hey, here, droid disabling blasters is a section starting on page sixty-two. Uh, but which weapon were you talking about specifically? So something for melee and something for range. As long as you have the base skills for doing that stuff. I may not have the skills for, um, for the blasters. I've got bowcaster. I have um, Malay combat and Malay parry. Okay, so if you have a related skill, um, you only take a slight negative to do something that's not exactly. So if you have specifically bowcaster, you can pick up any kind of blaster and operate it. Um, it's just a minus one die to do it. So there's, there's, so you're able to do that without any major issues, but. Eh, I'll just, I'll just blow up the droids. <laughs> Is there a problem with me grabbing an ion gun pistol and on, on the side of my standard loadout? Uh, shouldn't be an issue. Are you, do you mean literally the one called ion gun pistol? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That should not be an issue. All right, I'm I'm bringing five stun grenades with us because I figured those would be good against droids. Hey, um, excuse me, um, Ron, do you mind if I ask you a question? Sure, go ahead. Are these weapons suitable for our adventure? Should weapons be required? Mm. You just see like a halo, if you will, like just like an orbiting halo of like shockboxing gloves and like a pair of knives. Yeah, I think those will do you well. The gloves will probably be more useful against droids than uh, knives, but knives are still good if you need to do something a little sneaky. Also, I just, I really chuckle at the idea of this floating puffball with a set of boxing gloves. And they don't even look like they're in the position of boxing gloves. They're just circling his head. Well, yeah. and as I understand, like these, it, it's almost like a Tesla way of operating so you can almost see if they get if they get kind of close to each other you can see electricity uh, arc between the two of them nice uh, i'm just jot jotting down the radius for these grenades oh uh something that i meant to tell y'all earlier uh what y'all do know is that a full mtt if it had all of the droids and everything on it would have 112 battle droids which are the little uh yellow dudes um and roger, then it would roger. have yeah roger roger and it would have 12 of the super battle droids. That's the, that's the big gray dudes that have their, they hold their um, arm in the upright position and then they like pull it down and start firing. So, yeah, they said there's troops. Um, I'm wondering. These are remnant troops. So they're, they're, it's not saying that they are 100% going to be an issue, so to speak. Or not, yeah, not, 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 not an issue, uh, but it, it, it's less likely that they are going to be a full operating ship. Gotcha. So I'm going to forgo anti-vehicle grenades for now. Yeah, the only vehicle that they would have um, is going to be the, sh the, the, the carrier itself. Um, gotcha. What I'm hearing is that we're maybe over-preparing a little bit. Is that accurate or no i mean 
Just got an anti-droid thing. Otherwise, I haven't done more any extra preparation. I'm I'm going <clears throat> since it might involve uh, decommissioning um, battle droids. I am going to just get a basic axe. Uh, Excellent. I mean, boss, I'm I'm not good at negotiation. I'm better at aggressive negotiation. That is my skill set. Explosive mm. negotiation. I I'm prepping within my skills. Hoping that they won't be needed. Fair Are enough. you though? Are you hoping that though? I'm dubious. So I've got a question. You're taking an axe. Um, yeah. Have you looked at the Reich blade? R Y Y K blade. It's a Wookie blade. It's oh. on page eleven. Um, I'm on page twelve. So let me back up. Uh, ooh, yeah. Let's take that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know that Wookies have a melee weapon. I, I've I've had a Wookie player before, and I was like, none of they had something. So I just searched Wookie in the document, and I found that. I I, I, I like huge. kind of the way that they do it. <laughs> yeah, but when you're taking on droids, holy crap! You know, for for decommissioning droids, <laughs> used an axe. <laughs> Yeah, fair. For listeners, new system for quite a few of us, so we're taking a bit to kit ourselves out to make sure we know what we're doing. Rawrenir normally carries a baton for for using, you know, non-lethal uh, force, but in this particular case, she goes into the engineering hold and comes out with a giant or with her giant Reich blade. <laughs> yeah, Runs is just like. Ooh, bringing out the one I'm not allowed to touch. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, so are y'all going to leave Emily behind or were y'all thinking about getting Emily to go with y'all as well? She is repaired. I mean, having a, having a scout would not be a bad thing. Yeah, I'm thinking especially for like the more open area for like country and all that stuff. Might be useful. I think we're taking Emily. Okay. Um, I sent the stats over to Runt uh, when we were having the discussion earlier of Runt going on a solo mission with Emily. Um, One day it'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) One day. Never. I'm not sure if it will. (laughs) (laughs) You're staying away from my my lovely robot, robot. All right, so there are other robots on the ship. Um, is there any other kind of robot that y'all want to take with you? Just like a whole platoon of IG assassin droids. <laughs> that cool? Yeah, I'm kind of wondering what we have at our disposal. Um, so there are multiple different kinds of, of course, uh, astromechs available. Um, there are repair droids available. Um, there are cooking and medical droids on the ship as well. Um, like I said, a lot of the staff stuff uh, is droids rather than being soldiers um, because they did try to limit uh, the amount of people on the ship and things like that in case of pa- uh, active scans and stuff. Um, there are a few other kinds of droids, exploration droids, surveillance droids. Um, there are, of course, uh, some protocol droids uh, in-, in case people don't speak a language. Um, I'd say probably maybe a caretaker droid. Um in case y'all find younglings, since that happens so often in the Star Wars universe. A medical droid, at least. 2-1-B. 2-1-B it up. Yeah, medical droid would work. I was also thinking maybe, like, one of the surveillance droids, so we have, like, a quieter uh, scout than Emily when we get close. Yeah, that's good, too. All right, so y'all are going to take a 2-1-B with you? That couldn't hurt. I don't think we have any established medic character in our, our main core. And then... Wait, Emily gets 6D to medical dissection? Yeah. <laughs> That's disturbing. <laughs> okay, let's just, let's look at one thing. If droids know medical in the Star Wars universe, there is a 50-50 chance that they're not actually a medical droid, yeah. but that they're in some kind of interrogation droid. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, there are some of the, so besides other Emily's, um, 
there is a couple of scout collectors. Um, they can go out and gather uh, different kinds of samples and things like that. They are, uh, they're actually probably about the same size as Emily. Um, and then there is, duh, 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 duh. Uh, it kind of looks like a dog. Uh, they're called F1 Exploration Droids. Um, they, their entire purpose is to like run around and gather information. Uh, they're only a meter tall, uh, but y'all have a couple on there. So we're getting a 21B and a surveillance droid, just for something a little stealthier. And then there is your explanation, ex, uh, explanation, exploration droid. Um, <laughs> I see. I'll get everything loaded up into uh, your ship, um, which is a. Are y'all using your lat S, uh, which is a stealth version, or your lat C, which comes with an ATTA? <laughs> We're not taking the walker. <laughs> Wait, oh, but why not? I thought this would be the exact kind of thing that Brunt would absolutely do. A-T-T-E, A-T-T-E, sorry, not A-T, not an A-T-T-A, but A-T-T-E. Brunt would absolutely vote for that. Me as a player is voting for the stealth one. (laughs) I really think we need to use the stealth one, even though it's tempting to use the other one. That's the a plan is, walker waiting to happen. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, the plan is for us to attempt to do this diplomatically first, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then yes, not the... I mean, to be fair, bringing the, the big one is like incentive for diplomacy, it's, right? It's just a much bigger axe. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> That's just like, it's just like you get the carrot or the stick. That's the stick. There's something to be I, said for that. I, yeah, actually, that's a really good point. If they make I mean, any bones about it, we can just be like, oh, this is just what we carry around with us all the time. We, we can take the more subtle thing. That's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of these right now, and I want, I want one. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we should try for stealth this time. Well, not stealth. Diplomacy. Diplomacy isn't sneaking into their compound. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we may have to uh, we may have to, to move around if, if diplomacy doesn't go well. We may have to move around a little bit more subtly. I could be wrong. Or we just take the ATTE and use it as our land vehicle for the day. I mean, if you want to, however... I, I am 90% sure that that is a lot slower. Oh, yeah, it definitely would be. Yeah. Um, no, I think we should also try the stealth thing because you know if the ATTE is there, Runt is going to want to use it. <laughs> and that's when things that's are going to go south. Yeah, we'll take the stealth one. Okay. Um, so as I've read on it and everything like that, the, the, the stealth one uh, is basically the a lot similar to the original um it, the the main priority uh, the main differences of it is that it, it's a little more um compact but not in the way that the carrier is compact uh it's a little more compact and it, it runs quieter so um and there's only a few of these in um in existence uh, also it does also have a hyperdrive not a very good hyperdrive uh, it, it, you can't jump more than like a couple systems away uh, before you have to refuel uh, to jump again. So, um, but it does have a hyperdrive. It's, it's nice to have that in your back pocket. I love how you tell us that there's very few of these in existence. You know that's going to get this thing blown up, right? <laughs> I'm hoping. Like... I am hoping. I am hoping that it will survive a little bit longer (laughs) than the last one. Uh, I mean, that was a situation that had y'all stayed and fought it out. You could have gotten uh, your big daddy back. So, um, so you named your original one, big daddy. Are you going to just name these big daddy two and three, or are they going to have other names? I'll give them a different name. Yeah, we'll, we'll give these ones a different name. Eventually. Why would we add numbers to it? We'll just pretend it's the same one every time we lose it. <laughs> I like that plan. 
<laughs> this is all Big Daddy. What are you talking about? That's not that's the same one. No, I mean, you don't understand. One's... Big Daddy is the one we pilot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Big Daddy's not a device, it's a state of being. <laughs> Oh. Okay, so oh, do we have a, a pretty solid list of what we're bringing with us and where we're going. Yeah, uh, do we want to, which which do we want to do first, Lake Country or Gungans first? I'm kind of partial to Lake Country because there was mention of a village there, so they're like the least so, likely to be able to deal. Tactically yeah. speaking, um, if you go to the one with the Gungans um, and at this point in time, the uh, separatists do not seem to know about the Gungan encampment near there. You do because you know where it is. They don't because they have no clue as from what it seems like so far. The one near Lake Country, uh, Lake Country doesn't really have any defenses. Um, and it seems to be like small squads attacking. Uh, and then, you know, there's a battle back and forth. Uh, feed has is a walled city um or not a walled city but a protected city uh there's lots going on with Theed. so Theed technically is the least likely to fall the gungan encampment is also protected by their shields um so it technically speaking the only one that is an immediate immortal danger uh, immediate mortal danger is uh the lake country let's go there then yeah, pri- prioritize immediate mortal danger. <laughs> that that sounds like a plan. And then maybe if we're lucky, we can find a way to just like reprogram the droids to be helpful on mass, or just I mean, I'm pretty good at that. Get them to not. I was actually responsible for droid programming at the Royce Droid Production Facility. That's good to know. <laughs> can we just turn a bunch of battle droids into droid protectors? That would be great. I, I mean, I mean, I I would imagine that like if we just wanted to chill up here, I can use my computer engineering to create a virus, and we'll just download it all. Uh, you know, <laughs> all uh, Independence Day stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's not exactly a bad idea. Like, here's my thoughts on it. Could we? Could we flip their, uh, basically their onboard IFF so that they register us as friendlies, but other, like, squads of battle droids as enemies? I I could imagine that would be a task we could do. I I would probably have to get whatever their, like, you know, their their broadcast facility or the the droid broadcast ships or whatever. Yeah, because, like, I'm thinking that kind of evens the odds in our favor if we can just roll up with a bunch of battle droids to what's probably like a bigger force going after the city or the Gungans. I feel like if that's the plan, it's going to be, you know, first attempt negotiation, I guess, provided we can find people to negotiate with and they're not just all droids following programming. Like a lot of times there isn't anyone to negotiate with, with separatist stuff. Um, And so if negotiations don't work, it can be get me to, the access hub or whatever the the central link is and I can play with that. Sounds like a good plan to me. I like the fact that we have a backup plan now that isn't just blow everything up. Dude, I, feel, do you, I feel I feel like you very don't like hearing Run say that. Are you okay, Run? I was going to say, say, like, like, what's wrong? Yeah. Something, something's amiss here. Yeah. Run's head just twitched and he's like, what? Sorry? Yeah, I was I gonna say. Do you feel that way? Is this something you're happy about? <laughs> I'm still getting used to playing a character that is very against my type, guys. <laughs> Cut me some slack. It's like, what's a backup plan? Like, I don't know. Gr- grenades and like knives and things are pretty effective most of the time. Most people don't like them, right? It is like, oh no, no, that's that's not how it works. Oh. Yeah. So y'all do know uh, that the, the or sorry, uh, programmer, um, to program them, you do have to down the droid first with some kind of a uh, ion blast or uh, concussion shot or something. 
Um, and then you have to go spend time trying to uh, reprogram it, which means that you would have to protect somebody that's down. Or you do have to go after the main ship that uh, is controlling them. If the master control in space is gone, they can still be operated through their troop carrier um, as a backup. Uh, so you would have to go there and try and reprogram that and hope that there's not a huge resistance there. Yeah, the troop carrier was what I was thinking, the, the like main hub that does all that. Would we Interesting. need to take out the ship first? In yeah, orbit? actually, that might change our uh, approach here. I don't think the Separatists would still have a ship in orbit over Naboo at that point. No, the, there was no ship in orbit. Um, it is simply three uh, troop okay. carriers, the MTTs, um, MMTs. Uh, oh, so there's are, three troop carriers. So yeah, there's basically three separate controls. Yeah, three separate controls, three separate sites. Yeah. So, gotcha. so yeah, the, the plan there was if negotiations didn't go well because there's no one to negotiate with, we would try to get to that troop carrier and everyone defends me while I try to reprogram that shit. That sounds like a solid plan to me. All right. Yeah, I'm down for that. Let's do it. it is that plan A now? Negotiation is plan A, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I thought so. I was making sure I didn't miss something. Yeah. So, uh, scout to see if there's anybody controlling the droids. Attempt to negotiate. If there's lack of a controller, attempt to reprogram. If reprogramming fails, well, that's what I'm there for, and that's what <laughs> Rowanir is there for. So, um, do you, do y'all do any kind of, uh, searching out any kind of security checks or anything like that before you get there? Or are y'all going to swoop in and just try and find somebody? We, we can send the, the little surveillance droid out, right? Get a yeah, get kind can, of the lay of the land first. We can send the exploration droid for sure. Um, could we do like, uh, if we're getting close enough to one of the troop carriers, could we do a uh, scan just to see if there's life signs other than droids? Yes. It? Yes, you can. Interesting. And what, may I ask, would that be? Would that be a security check? Or would that be a scan check? I don't know. Security, I can do that if it's sensors. That's not me. Probably not me anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't have a sensor skill, so... Uh, I have not. sensors. Yeah, it'll be sensors on this. Sorry, I keep saying securities, but this will be a sensors check. All right. Sensors? All right, so... A mechanical skill. Um, I happen to have those, if any, if, um, if that would be helpful, but I have, I like, a dying. Mine is 3D. Is yours better than that? No. Okay. Is anybody's better than 3D? Nope. Uh, for sensors, oh yeah, 3D plus two without the skill. Okay. Well, you. So, you I guess do. that. I guess that is me. Remember your. Uh, yeah, wild die. I have my separate here. Win that inflation point. And oh, that didn't work. I really hate that I couldn't figure out the dice room I had for last time. To get it working, I got a I one mean, on my wild, uh, 14, one on my wild. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so there is a life sign inside of the ship. Inside of the drop ship, like the droid drop ship? Yes. Um, okay. And it is registering as a humanoid uh, life sign. Uh, hi, I am uh, Josh, a.k.a. Valor. Um, I do map stuff across the interwebs. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Valor is Alive. You can find me on Patreon at uh, uh, Valor Maps. And you can find my art and whatnot for sale on Roll20 under Mr. Valor, I believe. Oh, oh and I play Raw Rainier. Rawr. Hi, I'm Sinziak, um, the player of a very fluffy Ferenz. You can find me on the Twitters at Sinziak Beta. Hi, I'm Jules. Uh, I play Senek, who is a Weequay Jedi. Uh, I'm online um, on Twitter at SQLPI, 
and elsewhere on the internet. All right. Uh, I am Basilisk Online. I play Tecrit Valar, uh, Verpine Slicer. You can find my art and cool merch and tabletop RPG stuff on basiliskonline.net or at basiliskonline on Twitter. Pronouns are he, him for both me and my character. And I'm Crow, also known as Eldritch Crow on Twitter and elsewhere on the internet. Um, pronouns are he, him, and uh, feels more accurate to say Runt plays me. Uh, and this is Star Wars Legacies, a part of the Star Wars. Uh, no, this is Star Wars Legacies, a part of the RPG Hour Studios shows. Uh, we also have RPG Hour, a one-shot show. Our Adventures, a one-shot show that focuses on non-set white males playing specifically. And we also have another show called Amnesia FM. Uh, go and check those all out. And until the dice roll again.